Hello and welcome to another edition of the Potters Podcast. Another game, another defeat, not a great result, but a good performance. We'll get, we're going to go into it now. I'm Ian from Scholar Green. And I'm Mark from Stuttgart. So we'll go into it straight off. 2-1 defeat to Bristol City. I'd like I say, a, a much better performance from the lads. Yeah, I think uh, I think Adai made a big difference, I do as well. I think he did, yeah. I think he... Uh, he, he just had that touch of class, didn't he, that we yeah. didn't have before. The red card killed us though, didn't it? Yeah, that's where, it, that's where it all started getting wrong. When you can't defend anyway, you go down to ten men, it just it doesn't help matters from the beginning, does it really? Well, no, I mean, the third minute in the game, we took the lead. Great finish from Sam Klukas. Good spot from Ndai as well. I think it was Ndai uh, put it into the middle and Klukas just rammed it in the back, back of the net. And we were in control. We were in control of the game. We looked like a solid unit for the first time this season. To be honest, I don't know. I, I know why we lost. We lost because of defensive lapses. It's a, it's a unit. We played well. I can't, I can't knock him. And, and you can see roots that you can see positives, can't you, from that performance? There was positives from that performance. Yeah. Um, I think towards the end, I think he should have made subs earlier. I will be honest. I think he, he took too long because I think Campbell, if he'd come on, come on a bit earlier, I think could have made a big difference in that game because he would have had pace up front and gone at him. See what worries me is. Is next week at Brentford? Is he gonna? Is he gonna do another five changes again? Well, that's another big worry. I mean, if if he goes into it again, that like he did this match with the same side, just obviously brings Etabo in for Joe Allen. Yeah, I think that could be a more settled midfield because Sam, Sam Lucas this season's been a revelation. He's taking chances. He's he's looking a good player, Sam Lucas. I I don't think that that starting eleven's far off what we what we're looking at for the rest of the season. I think it worked. I mean, Tom Ince yeah. was running around and making nuisance of himself. I mean, I mean, James McLean that that left footed ball right through the middle where he got Gregory, uh, Gregory away. Yeah. And he, he to be fair, he wasted it. It was an absolute waste of a chance. I, I think Gregory just needs a goal, and he might. He'd be the one I'd take out personally. What Lee Gregory? Yeah, put that folks in. Well, uh, the problem is, I thought he was up there as man of the match yesterday. Gregory, because he was he was he was moving him all over the place. I think yeah, he, he fumbled a couple first half, didn't he? Oh, he was yeah. running in on goal, and you think if you go two up against him, you've got some you've got something really hang on to, haven't you? Then well, it's, it's about wasting chances, isn't yeah. it? And you know we had a couple of not not real chances, but he he got through Gregory, did and he just sort of wasted him a bit and. Mm. But he, he, was a he, was, he was a nuisance though, he was, he was causing a mayhem all the way through, I mean, we go into the red card now though, uh, Joe Allen, I thought it was rash, I thought it was rash, but to be honest I don't think it deserved a red, not at that time in the game as well. well the thing is, we've said it before, if he didn't really, it wasn't like he jumped and then dived at him, he just clipped him, you see some challenges where both feet are together, they're off the floor and, and it looks dangerous. It looked to me like it just slipped away from him a little bit. It's a yellow for me. Mm. I w- the lad got straight back up. He hardly hobbled off, did he? No, he, he was basically, he, he lunged because he lost the ball at a peak area. He, he was eager to get the ball back and went in a bit harsh. It was, for me, it was never a red card. It was, it was, it was, it was how I'd call it is a, is a strong yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't an orange. <laughs> there was an orange. Um, I, I think that it was a good performance from there. For me, I, th- I thought we were going to murder him. And to be fair, Lee Johnson came out. Is it Lee Enty? Yeah. He came out and basically said it was a smash and grab. Stoke with a much the better team. Yeah. And it's a positive, and we all got to, we got all got to move with that. I mean, still people are getting are on line. You know, slagging Jones off. He's under. You know, he's under this much pressure and stuff. And of course, he's under pressure. Yeah. I said at the start of the season that 
if Nathan Jones doesn't have a good start, we're purely sat awake now. Everyone's going to be jumping on the bandwagon, going, "We need purely sin and all this kind of stuff." But I'm seeing, I'm seeing shoots there that that there is positivity. The biggest problem is, is that, like I've said before, he hasn't brought in anything he needed. The only positive signing I'm seeing so far that he's brought in is uh, Liam Lindsay. Really, I mean. I mean, I don't think Bruno had too bad a game, really, did I he? think he did well. I think that was the big difference yeah. uh, Saturday. I think it was a great uh, addition, Indy, back into that defence. He played well against Leeds in the Cup, didn't he? Yeah, so and I mean... got dropped the following week. It's, it's like I said before, though, we, we need a stable back line that knows what it's doing. And yeah. The problem for the last couple of games, Nathan Collins has been in there, and he, he seems a talent, there's no question of that, but I just don't think he's ready yet. No. I think he was best off having... A couple of games at the start of the season to know he's needed, yeah, and then loan him out, yeah, and then get, get him a year like Harry Harry Suter. Harry Suter's just he's just been fantastic for Fleetwood, real talented young yeah. defender there, yeah, and it's good that Stoke are bleeding him through. But it's just like I say, I'm just a bit annoyed about how we've moved in the window to help Jones and this, that, and the other. And I think now we've just got to look at going through the squad and he's got to start realising what team he needs. And I think is a massive bonus for this club. Yeah, You can't keep changing the side. I know it's easy to pull the trigger into it a little bit and like pull people in and out and in and out. But you know, any decent side normally has a similar back four for the whole season. I think do, unless they have an injury or, like you say, cup games or whatever else... You, you don't keep you can't keep changing it you can't well I mean to be honest I think he will stick with that back line now um, I would personally I thought McLean played well uh, Tom Edwards for me was probably at fault for both goals he put a decent shift and he was getting the ball up and down I mean the, the thing is he's a young lad he's, he's going to take him a while to learn these things he's a young lad that's not really played a lot of football so for him it's a learning curve but the problem is his learning curve is costing his games at the moment yeah yeah uh, Butland put a solid performance in I'm, I was glad with him I thought he did well he made a couple of good saves and kept us in the game at, at times I think that's the thing we said before though I think Lindsay was always going to come in and play alongside Shawcross I think, that I think was that's what idea, he was yeah. looking at it. experience with youth mm. and that, I think that was where he was trying to go with it well I think he when Ryan got injured I think he was thinking right well Danny back can move in as captain and Liam can learn from him Yeah. but he's been discre- he's been an absolute yeah, he's, he's yeah. been absolutely pointless this yeah. season Danny Bath he's been useless yeah. at times so slow no movement and teams are going round him like he's not there I've said before things like Sunday League turns it off I don't see any. I don't see anything where I go that's why you you play in the second I, he's, he, I, I think he's it. another flop signing. To be honest, I think yeah. he, there was a bit. There was a couple of glimpses last season, second half of the year, where he came in. But that's only because Indy was at left back. But now we've got Martin's Indy back. We have been kind of slating in recent years, but we need him now. But he's a, he, when he plays centre half, he's a good centre half. There's no question. I mean, the problem is for a while we were playing him at left back. Yeah, and, and, he, and he was. You could tell he didn't want to play there. And when he put him at centre half, that's what he does. He's big, he's strong, he's physical. He's a centre half. You can't start putting them sort of players at left back. Not anymore, anyway. I mean, he's got away with it years ago, but not now. Teams are too quick, they'll just find you out straight away. Yes. Um, Yeah. But to me, he's still got a couple come in. I I think where he played Ince on Saturday, he'd swap that for Powell. 
I still think that's what he'll end up doing. I don't. I don't know with Powell because he's become he's become a major disappointment, hasn't he? He's come and played two games and he's been out for how long now? Two months. He's not fit, is he? He's, he's never. He's the, this is the problem. This is why we can let him go. Well, we're willing to let him go because yeah. he's injured all the time. If you look at his record, it's it's quite bad that he's 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 injured all the time. That's why they brought Duffy in on loan, but he's he's nearly thirty-four, Duffy. Yeah. Nothing young and dynamic about about Duffy. But the thing is, you look at you look at that midfield on Saturday, and I, apart from like you say, bringing Etebo in now, it's pretty written for Saturday. That for me, mm, I think the midfield. I think to be honest, I think if Etebo and, and Dari get a good partnership, then for me, it's like I, I put it. Lucas was there, I'm saying he, he yeah, did well. Lucas did well, and it, and Dari did well in that holding role. Yeah, um, he clearly doesn't like Ryan Woods. Why? <laughs> I, mean, I clearly doesn't like him. I don't know why. I think I think he's a good player. Yeah. But uh, but is he better than Ndai? Well, Ndai for me isn't an oldie midfielder, but he did a good job on Saturday. So can't he, he seemed to have more energy. He was always there when he needed to tackle and he knows when to go and stay. It's just it's just that quality in him because he's played yeah. at an higher level for so long. I'm surprised he's still at the club, to be honest. And I'm surprised he's willing to put a kit on and play, but. Now he's now he's back. He's going to be he's going to be very important to Stoke for the rest of this season now. And like I say to you, I saw I saw good signs on Saturday, really good signs. That I think if we didn't have if we didn't go down to ten men, I think we would have won on Saturday. I do. I think we would have beat Bristol yeah. City because we would have had that extra man on and wouldn't have got that space in see, the second half. See, the only thing that concerns me a little bit is on Friday at the press conference before the game. Jones made a point of that he bought players in to replace Indai because as far as he was concerned he was leaving. Mm. He hasn't left and now he's still a Stoke player. And he, I always got the feeling, because I didn't think he'd start. After, after I'd listened to it I thought, he's not going to start him. But the problem is when you're in the position we're in, whether you've bought players in or not, he's a good footballer. And if he can get us out the mire, then he has to play whether you've bought players in or not. Well, yeah, he's picked the best season. He's, he's, he's a good quality player. The, yeah. the fact is, we're weak in the wing back areas, which we know. Um, defence, I think that, that I think the defence picks itself. I think Butland's back in solidly now. I think that breaks doing the world a good from his performance on Saturday. Yeah, he looked, he looked back to himself a bit. And I think it? Gregory on his own is for me going to be a bit of a problem. But I think once he gets a goal, he, he might improve Gregory. Well, it's yeah. confidence, isn't it, when you've got a blue? He just needs a goal, because yeah. he's doing well for me. He's reminding me a bit of Walters. He, he's just an, he's just an handful all the time. And But I'd like to say to you, we've, we've got to focus on on improving now and, and just building a side that can start getting results on the board, because at the moment we're in such a bad state. The fans are just fighting amongst themselves now and getting annoyed with each other. And the thing is, I always thought Leeds was going to be the turning point. I genuinely thought after the penalty, I know it's not in the league, but it's still against the big side in that league, whether they played the first team or not. I just thought, you're in trouble, you're bottom of the league, you've got Leeds away on a Tuesday, which you could do without. Let's face it, anybody in the team around here said, well, we could have done without that game. And you've gone there, took it to penalties and won. Mm. And you just think, normally you see it sometimes, don't you, where you go, that was the game that turned us around. Mm. We come out firing on the Saturday. We'd have beat Birmingham and been away. But it, that's the thing we need. I, Bristol would have been another one, a great turning point. 
Especially if we'd have got something from being down to 10. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I do genuinely believe he needs to stick with a team for a few weeks. I think, I it's think the only way. I think he will now. I think he'll stick with that team. Obviously, yeah. Yetabo will come in. Um, I think he'll stick with it now and, and just hope it goes through. I mean, we'll go into the goals now. I mean, the equaliser, you, you can't defend like that. No. You can't let, let a defender get above you like that and get the edit when, it, when you're that close to the goal. You, you throw him on the floor, you foul it, you, you, you do whatever you can to stop that the, that lad getting the head. Second one's very similar though, isn't it? I mean, it's, you've got to be stronger at the back post like that. You, 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 can't, you can't let him walk up. But then at the same time, as much as people have slated him this, over the last couple of hours, you've got to look at fatigue a little bit. Been down to 10 men since the 12th minute. You know what I mean? Players will be getting tired. There's no doubt about that. I'm not excusing the goals, but at the same time, it's tough being down to 10. Especially when you look at Bristol City having a good season. It's not like you're playing somebody around you where you think, well, probably still could have got a draw out of that game. Bristol City are doing all right this season. Well, yeah, they, they've got nothing they're, they're right, up, Stoke, they're right yeah. up there now, especially exactly. after beating Stoke. So it's, I mean, they're, I knew they were a good side anyway. I, I, know, I know that anyway, and Benny Kofobi's got to massively improve them up front as well. And yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's just a, at the moment we're just getting no luck at all. Literally no luck. No, we're getting nothing. I mean, the ref. We'll go into the referee as well. I think the referee was absolutely shambolic. It was embarrassing at times. It was embarrassing yeah. that that referee was on Saturday. I mean, every time they were fouling, he wasn't getting his card out. And it, I think it was only he only got that yellow card out in the second half because I think it was in Dioretto had to go at the had to go at the ref and said how many fouls are they going to get yeah, before yeah. they get a yellow card. Well, thing is, I, I sort of pointed it out on, on the second goal, which no one else really has. As that ball comes over, he's got his elbow in his face, and then he heads it. And, and he's sort of looking at it going, well, that's, to me, that's a foul. No matter what game it's in, it's a foul. And, and you just think, did he see someone thing and then, and then leave others? And I don't know. I always think when a ref gives a red card, his whole game changes. In that game, it's very rare you see someone give a red card and then they go, right, well, I'm not bothered if I've given another one out. Well, I always think once they give one out, they sort of go, right, well, I'll, I'll let that go and I'll just book you here. And I don't know, I think the bottle goes sometimes. I just think it was a horrendous decision, to be honest. I think you, you think you need to go back back to Matty refereeing against uh, Matlock. The thing is, though, when he gets reviewed, when he gets reviewed for that game, nothing will happen to him because when you watch the replay, that challenge from Joe Allen looks dangerous. Whether it was or not, I don't think it was. Personally, he got straight back up. He was hardly in any pain. It was just, he, the ball ran away from him. He was sliding, slide tackling, but he didn't need to because he was on the edge of their area, yeah. <laughs> not ours. I could sort of get it if he was outside of our area and he was like, well, if I don't get it, they're going to have a shot on goal. I sort of get that. But he's going nowhere. He's on the edge of his own area. It's like when you see people getting sent off when they foul by the corner flag and you go, well, where's he going? He's going nowhere, is he? Yeah. And like I say, people can say it was a red, it wasn't a red, but Joe Allen should have sort of gone, well, do we really need stretch for that ball? Not really, could have left it really. All they'd have done is oofed it upfield, wouldn't they? Well, I mean, so, this is the biggest problem now is I put something on the page about Joe Allen. I said, <laughs> is this the end of Joe Allen? Got a lot of abuse from it from one bloke as well who didn't even answer back to what he said. 
To be fair, when I read it first thing, I thought something bad had happened to you. Is this the end? Is he alright? Is he gone? Is he okay? 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 All the best. I think that it's, it's time we start thinking of selling him, to be honest. Yeah. If Etebo comes in and does a really good job against Brentford and we scrape a win, I think that we're going to have to look at, can we get rid of you? Can we get anything for Joe Allen? See, I, see, this is a question. I think, I don't know what you think about it, but I honestly think that Joe Allen gets into our team because of his effort, not for his ability. I think he gets in there because he's our highest paid player and he's our most notarable player now, apart from Jack mm. Button. That's why I think he gets in. I just think sometimes you look at him and you think, it's that graft. What I'm saying in training, does it does it look like from the side you go putting well, in the work and the miles? That I can't have a go at him for it, work rate for effort. No, because he, he runs around everywhere, but there's no logic to his play. No, and it's it's so frustrating when you're you're watching him and you're thinking, Joe, what are you doing? The amount of times he passes balls to players who, who are marked and, and puts us under pressure, it's every game. Yeah, and this is a man who's on fifty grand a week who's supposed to be an international superstar and. And is is our highest paid player? Yeah, but he can't seem to put solid performances in. I think Joe wants us to win more than anybody, but the problem is he's trying too hard. Don't you think sometimes he's trying a little bit? He needs to know when. I've said before, it's game management a bit, and he can see any he's, he wants win. I mean, he wants he, play he, well. He's yeah. desperate. He's desperate for us to win, but at the same time, he's too desperate. He's he's like like the, like the red card. It's an unnecessary challenge. It's just, unnecessary just so evidence. eager to get the ball back. Yeah, I, can't, yes. I can't blame for blame for the challenge. Yeah, because I'd do the exact same thing if I'd lost it and got a chance. Because to be fair, he got the ball. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, so you know, I can't, I can't. I mean, years ago that would have been a great tackle. The crowd would have been up with a great, you know, and yeah. clapping. Like that, so you, you can't, I can't blame for stuff like that. The biggest problem I have. I just don't know where to play him. No, I don't. This is the big. I just don't know where. I mean, could we give him a shout, a shot at right wing back? Yeah, that's some sort of thing I thought about him. I, thought, I can remember watching him the other week, and I thought, would he be better as a wing back? I think he's better up front. I, I, yeah, I do. I think he's well. That's he's got less. He's got less areas to run round. Yeah, that, that makes sense. The best I saw him was that when he first came and he had that stint where he couldn't stop scoring and I thought yeah. oh my god well, we, have, we have bought the new we have bought the Welsh Iniesta but <laughs> I, as soon as he started that job like playing there regularly teams wised up to him and he was just marked out the game but he's the got time. a good footballing brain and we watch him with, well last season when we'd have a good game against somebody and we had a lot of the ball when he got forward he brought people into the game because he can hang on to the ball he can run with it he can go round people when he's at the back it's as if someone's gone got chase that but you've got to go that way as well you've got to go back you've got to go forward to me he might be better off further up the pitch so like where Ince played he could have played behind Gregory and I think he'd have done an half decent job well we have played him there haven't we and he, yeah. he's been disappointing again there as well I mean I think it's a big big talking point. I think it's a big topic, Joe Allen, because there's a lot of fans now starting to turn on him. I mean, but there's people who still love him. I know there's always going to be people who still love him. I mean, I like Joe Allen. I'm not going to sit here and say he's the worst player in the world. He's no, he's no Vincent Pericard, is he? But the fact is that he, it's that game management. He, that does he, me, he, yeah. he, he, he seems like he hasn't got a good brain for football for somebody who's played a lot of football on the ice level played in international tournaments but it seems like for me that when he plays for Wales he's got decent players around him that help him out 
and get him out of the crap, like Aaron Ramsey, like Bale, like... I don't think it's that. I think it's more, whenever he's played for Wales, he's played the same position all his career at his international yeah, career. Yeah, but we played him in those positions. No, but what I'm saying is, is when he's at club level, he's always played at different places. He's never settled in one position. And, and the thing is, if you never settle in one position, you never learn that position. Because you might go, well, I had a great game last week just behind the striker, but next week I'm playing just in front of the back four. You need some stability of where you're playing. Mm. I reckon at Wales, he's probably, if you look through their stats, I reckon you go, yeah, he's played centre-mid for the last 35 games or something for him, and he's never moved. Because, let's face it, without disrespecting Wales, their top players are normally the ones that are still... They never change it that much. Their, their top players bail into it and then you've got Ramsey. Ramsey as well, who's a good player. I mean, yeah. that's probably as far as it goes. But saying that, they've got some good youngsters coming through. I mean, Daniel James as well. Yeah. Um, Dave Brooks as well. I think James will be starting for him quite a bit. That's what now. So, so, to be fair, they've got some good youngsters coming through. Dave Brooks is a good player. Yeah, yeah. So, he is well. Well, he, he says he's well. Well, he'll replace Ramsey, I reckon. Well, he plays. He plays on the right, doesn't he? Bruce. Yeah, but he can play beyond the strike. Well, that's for easy. He's a utiliser, isn't he? Can play yeah. whenever you really need him. Um, I like to say to you, look at look at the squad we've got. I think we have got to utilise the experienced ones like in and die. He was willing. If he's willing, play playing. Yeah. If if he wants to move in January, get good money for him and let him move. Yeah. But the fact is that. At the moment, we need to, we need to start getting points on the board because it's not good enough. Nathan Jones came out and I think he was a bit poor this weekend because he was just talking about blaming the referee. And it doesn't matter how bad it doesn't matter how bad a referee is. You've still got players on the pitch that need to do their jobs. Yeah. And for both their goals, we fell asleep. Yeah. Certain players fell asleep and it cost us two goals. So we have to be sensible now in what we do. And for me, another big top talking point is Nathan Jones now, because more and more fans are turning on him. Peter Coates has come out and said he's going to back him. Somebody's coming in in September, new director of football. But what's annoying me? Why wasn't if we know Cartwright was going? Why didn't we say thanks for all you've done, Cartwright? Thanks for everything you've done. Time for you to now go because we're going to bring a new guy in to help on yeah. managing. I didn't. I didn't got rid of him, mate. Because the thing is, in the paper it says. Well, his, his contract runs till September. So why didn't you just pay him till September for how much it'd be from there till from June? Well, that's what I mean. Was it three months salary? You yeah. paid him and said, "Listen, mate, Thanks we want somebody done. in before the season yeah, starts." I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous waiting till September to let somebody go when we could just let him go at the start of the season and bring this new man in early. Yeah. So now the new man's going to come in and have nothing to do till January. Yeah. Well, December. But the fact is, is this director of football going to be? like John Roach where he's going to stand up to Tony's goals and say no this bloke is worth the money yeah because that's what happened before because you had Tony Pulis who never listened to Tony's goals well, that's why they clashed all the time yeah. for me like Nathan Jones I think the problem is we've brought two young talented managers in in the last two years with Rowett and now Nathan Jones the club hasn't backed them to their full extent and because we've been trying to save money here, trying to save money there. Scrimping. Just scrimping and saving, going, well, we won't get the first choices, and here's a list or whatever, and it isn't working. We're not going to go into the transfer policy again. <laughs> but it makes sense to me that you'd sack the bloke that you don't want anymore to bring the new man in at yeah. the start of the season 
to help the new manager then. Well, he knows Jones done it as well. Let's start to a football. Well, we got yeah. I mean, there's no talk at the moment on who this new bloke is. From what I've read, there's nothing to come out. Peter Coates talked about it in his interview the other uh, the other day. I mean, he came out and said that he said that he's disappointed with how it started and all this, that, and the other. And, and I just think to myself, well, you've let this happen. There's, the book stops with you. You've let this happen. You've let Tony Scholes run the club into the ground. I don't think it changed though, mate. The problem you've got is, you know for a fact, whoever comes in will be interviewed at Stoke and Scholes will be on that table. Anyway, he ain't going to be sitting in somewhere else. He'll be on that interview table. The thing is, he's running the club. Yeah. He's, ru he's running everything now because I know Peter Kate, Peter's now had stepped back a bit. John's sort of stepped in. And I don't think John no quite understands it yet. And he's relying on skulls too much. But if skulls is trying to cut and cut costs, I mean, we can't be a club that is run by its own resources. We're not a big enough club to do that. You have to be clever in the transfer market if you're going to yeah. do that. And the, for me, the only clever business we've done this season is Liam Lindsay. There's nobody else, is there? I mean, Cousins will just go, won't it? Cousins will be let go. He's shown that he isn't good enough. He ain't good enough for this level. No. Um, Duffy, waste of time. Um, yeah. Hogan, there's, there's bits, but just in a fit. No. Um, who else do we get on loan? Uh, Cam Carter Vickers, I like. I think there's a player there. Yeah, the thing is, Carter Vickers, you can tell that if he gets a good run of games, he, he does. When he when he wins the ball back, he gets up the pitch really quick. Mm. He is he is from in his own area to in the halfway line in no time because he's quick. For a centre half, he can shift, and and I I do think sometimes you need that, but. We're still missing that cap, that leader at the back. Mm. We are, because the great thing is, is if Shawcross had been fit, I, I doubt Vickers would have come in. But if he's fit, you can play about with Vickers and Lindsay a little bit, can't you? From a Tuesday to a Sunday, well, for me, you've still got that leader at the back. Well, for me, with a player like Carter Vickers, I mean, I think, I mean, if I was Stoke, I'd let Danny Bath go in January. Yeah, I'd, I'd let him go and see if we can bring back Harry Suter. Yeah, young dynamic defender instead of. Yeah, um, so for me, he was finished. Mm. But we've brought in again this this window. We brought in court horses that don't uh, don't work, and to be look like desperate loan signings that happened on deadline day. But we'll go back now to Dave and Jones, and we'll, people are talking about him now. People, I think, I think Vendetta's Vendetta's growing now. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm also disappointed about Teddy Connery and Dennis Smith for treating him really. They clearly don't like him. Oh yeah, it's pretty brutal on yeah, For me at times, he, he comes out and says, he seems like, the club seems like for me it's very clicky that everybody outside who are in the media, like your Terry Connors, your Dennis Smiths and all that, doesn't matter whatever happens, they aren't blaming the board either. Yeah. I mean, Ange Smith's come out a bit of an hero this, this last couple of weeks by coming out and saying the board needs to change itself, which yeah. is credit to it. Yeah. But Dennis Smith, like I went on the radio and said, our board isn't doing enough. And Terry Connery said, I guarantee you he's got every single player that he's wanted. Well, if he got every single player he wanted, why aren't they on the pitch? Yeah. If he really wanted Jordan Cousins and Duffy, then he'd be playing them because he trusts them. He'd go, right, yeah, he's going to yeah. play, he's going to play because I've bought him in. But yeah. none of them are playing because no. they aren't good enough. No. And that's because he didn't get what he wanted. That, that interview in pre-season down the training ground about the four players per position you could see it in his eyes you could read it off his face you, you knew straight away you were going I was like oh, no you know for a fact he's not had who he wants 
Powell's probably the only one he's bought in at the beginning I think he wanted I think he wanted Lynn uh, well um, he didn't want Lindsay either did he because he kept going on about Matt Clark and McKenna all the time didn't he all second choice players it's like in January where we could have got Matt Clark but we didn't want pay and we got Danny Batt who now can't get in the team yeah that's the uh, that's the board not the manager that's the board if they weren't willing pay to get the good quality player in yeah then you miss out on a good quality player that's your fault not the manager's yeah, a new system. We have to. The, the problem is with Stoke. We need to start modernising. And for me, Nathan Jones needs the time. I, I, I'll, I'll judge him because I think he need. If he plays the same side against Brentford and we get a result, he's starting to get a team there. And, he, and then I'll start going right. Let's give him time now and see if we can start getting us up the table. See, I genuinely believe this is my theory on it. Anyway, if a manager has full power and control over everything, so who wants? Literally just got to speak to the board about money. Mm. And it's a reasonable signing. He's got... Because years ago, you always read it in the paper. Um, such and such have got a £100 million war chest for this season. He knows what he can spend. He'll know what the wage budget is. And you go out and you buy your players. Then you're judged. The problem is at Stoke, the reason why half the fans are with him and against him is because everybody knows he hasn't got full power over who, who plays on that pitch. He's got the ones who are already there, and he's got ones who are, well, you can't have him because he's too expensive, so you've got to have him. It's not full control. If you're the manager, you're managing the players you want and when they go out on that pitch. And as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't got full power. Pulis did, I'm sure he, he'd kick off if he didn't get who he wanted. Oh, yeah, he'd kick off. There's a player yeah. available and it costs more than Scholes agree, he'd go above him. Yeah. He'd just go above him to Peter and say, Peter, this player's worth the money. And I think we need a man like that now. Yeah. We need a man who will stand up to Scholes and go, this man's worth the money. Yeah. And he'll go above him if he, if he doesn't. But he's an old school peerless. It's like Fergie was. He knew who was the tea lady was. He knew who was mowing the grass outside. He knew everybody. He run the club from the top to the bottom. And that's how, that's how an old manager was. And then if he wasn't doing well, you could sit there and go, well, you've bought everybody you want, mate, and it's still not working. Yeah. But everybody's sitting there, and that's why there's that uncertainty to me, where people are going, well, nobody quite really knows how much, say, he's had here, there, this, well, player, that, player. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting now for a Rowett or a Hughes to come out and, and clarify this. Yeah. I don't know if he's been, they've been told, given money to not Just say anything, to show up and not say <laughs> yeah. anything. But I want one of them to come out and say, there was, I basically wanted these five, we, we didn't buy five of them in, I was given lists of four and I picked the best I think out of that four. Yeah. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. Because you don't know that player till he signs. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can have players who you really want, but then they come and meet the club and they aren't interested. That happens all the time. I get that. I mean, how many, how many times do you think a player's walked through the door at Stoke and gone, yeah, this place isn't for me, and gone elsewhere? It happens in the Premier League. You've seen plenty of interviews with other managers where they've had decent players in and they've gone, yeah, well, I don't really like it here. I don't like the manager, or I don't like. Do you know what I mean? But the agencies, the agents brought them. They've come in, looked at what's on the table, and maybe aren't that keen. Well, yeah. the only thing to say we've just got to hope this new new director of football knows what he's doing. He's he's, he's going to stand up and and, and support the managers. But how do you think that interview's going to go? Skulls is going to sit there and go. Well, if you need anything, you've got to see me first. Oh yes sir, sorry sir, three bags full. Well, as soon as you get through the door, go sod off. It's, it's, it's the only hope, it's the only hope we've got now that this director of football is going to get more power and 
and they, they actually listen to him. Yeah, so that's probably the end of that. So I think we both agree that Nick Jones needs that little bit more time. Still the board and sits at the end of the day. Yeah, so we, we I, I won't I won't give him that bit of extra time. I mean, can you take any positives from yesterday? I think we played yes. well. I thought we played yeah. well. I, I did. I think there was positives there. I think we did play well. And I think if he plays the same side, hopefully it's even more so. Yeah. Right, so we'll go into some definite positive news this week. Chloe Jones Army have done it again. Another win. Back on winning ways, aren't they, after a couple back, of defeats? Yeah, back up and running now. Yeah. Who was it against? Uh, Loughborough Foxes. Never heard of the place. No, where, where is Loughborough? <laughs> I don't know. I'll <laughs> Google Maps. Um, <laughs> Ali Hall scored the only goal. Um, the problem is, though, I mean... We, I mean, we said last week on the pot that we wanted to sort of get a bit more information about them. Well, I mean, it's, it's just a bit of positive, isn't it? There's just more positive coming out of the women at the moment. They're playing well. I mean, even the youth team beat Vale, didn't they, this yeah, week? Yeah, 2-1. You know, so even, the, even as young, young girls are doing well. Oh, they're getting a chance to play at the main stadium as well against, uh, I think it's Forest, yeah, Forest. What? On Sunday the 22nd of September. So when's that? Is that next week or the week after? Um, I think it's the same week we play... And then we play Forest on the Friday, and they play on the Sunday. And they, they, they normally they play elsewhere, don't they? They don't play at yeah. Uh, they have, at where the do they ground. play? Is it? Um, it's I think it's in is it Norton or somewhere. Someone's told me the other day where it was, but the, the problem is, is I, I want to bring it up because the Stoke City ladies' page is dreadful. Oh, it, for information. Yeah, they did terrible or or thing yes. I mean, they, I said it last week. They want they want push the ladies' game well. I can't even find out who's played and who's not played. <laughs> it's just what the obviously what whoever runs the Facebook page they put bits and pieces on all the time. But yeah, I don't know. Just put on appearances, put on who scored, and there's nothing. Yeah, there isn't. There's nothing no. there. I mean, how long would it take him for just go on the page and put on who played, who come on the off the bench? They play at the community drive in small form. That's it. That's where they play. Yeah. So we know now. So if anyone wants to go down, you know where they are. Well, for season ticket holders, it's free, the one that's... Yeah, so there's no, ground, no so. excuses going down watch it now, really. So no. it's, it's probably a better night out. Well, night. Better day out <laughs> than to go watch the ladies. Good. <laughs> didn't turn up for work on the Monday. <laughs> we're, 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 ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we're on it, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's Sunday. I mean, they're winning. They're playing well from everything I'm seeing. I'm, I'm not sure where they are on the table, but... I think they're, they're getting results, they're playing well, and it's all local girls as well, and I don't think they're funding enough by the club as well, the ladies, I think they need a bit more funding, because if we can get them into the, you know, the proper, what is it, the WSL, the Women's Soccer League, whatever it is, it'd be, it'd be a bonus for Stoke as the area, really, Yeah. Um, especially how garbage the men are at the moment, it'd be a good good sign, but it's like I say, it's good to see you winning, it's good to see you, you, your ladies are winning as well. Yeah, it's um, it says, but definitely someone needs to sort that page out. Well, I mean, you need some sort of a lot of stuff out at Stoke. I mean, it's not, not a lot of positives at the moment. I mean, I'll, I'll try to have a look at the squad, and it says there's about 100 players in the squad. <laughs> Thinking, surely that's not illegal. <laughs> players everywhere. Yeah. How many strikes have you got? Oh, 20. <laughs> Thinking, they've all got faces. They've got like a pitch. With like all the midfielders, all the defenders, all the goalkeepers. Surely there's not that many. Is that like right from like 16 to? It's probably about, probably about the age. seven years old. Yeah. And all them players don't play there anymore. <laughs> this was all striker five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well done to the ladies. Well done to Chloe Jones. So we've just had some interesting news just coming in. Oh, what's that? 
Well, apparently Nathan Jones is going within the next 48 hours by mutual consent. Is this, where's, who's the source? Who is Hiders and volleys. Hiders and volleys? That's what it's, that's how it's spelt, Hiders and volleys. Don't track the bloody sky, is it? Sort of text token and then said, who's your next manager at Peter Crow? Uh, it's worked with Gerard Lampard. Neville. Well, he didn't really work with Neville, did he? Definitely didn't work with Neville. Dying. Didn't work with Neville. Giggs, Parker, Bowie. Did work with Bowie. Definitely work with Bowie. Did I work with Parker? The Fulham aren't exactly ripping up trees. Okay, <laughs> well, they're not ripping up trees now in his first full season, are they so far? Strange right. one. Well, strange one. Yeah, I mean, it's probably probably rubbish, but we can't we can't. Until it says enough. Sky on or something. I'm a little I'm always dubious. But you will he'll never come out in that game no. kind of source anyway. Sky. Well Rob Dorsey he always knows stuff about Stoke, doesn't he, so and works for Sky. Right, so we'll go into a couple of the questions now. Well uh, I've got a question on here. Just yeah. come in. Do you think Stoke should be appealing this red card? No. No, no you'd see it, like I say, I think it's a strong yellow, but technically it could be classed as a red. It'd just be wasting we'll just get another another match on Alan's band yeah we? as soon as you slow it down it looks worse than it than yeah, it yeah that's, I'd just leave it yeah, yeah that's a good question but no I think we'll just leave it yeah, yeah. I'd leave it another, another question here from Fabi19999 he's a lovely name I'd miss an hour off when I was trying to have four nights on five not an easy one five is it Fabi no. but uh, he says that he'd like David Moyes there's another couple of what another couple of ones who want one wants Sam Allardyce. That's um, Victoria Victoria Mellons. That's another great name. Where's Dave and John gone? What's the good name? Where's that Where's that guy? You come on, you couldn't pronounce his name a few weeks ago. Oh, that was yeah, that was he was, he was brilliant. He was didn't have yeah. a clue what he was all about. But yeah, so we've got got Sam Allardyce there. I think he's there. I mean, who I would go with Moyes? It's all it's already documented on it. Rio Ferdinand saying that. When he came in at United, he was trying to do exactly the same, run the run too much, you know. He wouldn't get on with skulls. He'd end up falling out within ten minutes because he wants everything his way. Done too much. I think he's a good manager, Moyes. No, I think he worked with skulls before though. Has he, Moyes? Yeah, Preston. So I, I don't know. Mm. I, I, I mean, like, there's another question here about what, when. When do you think Nathan Jones is going to go? Well, it could be 48 hours from what, we, hours. what we've just been told there. I mean, a lot of people are getting the feeling that he's got till the next international break, judging by what was said in the press conference. But the thing is, that's five games, I think, including yesterday. If he loses another two on the bounce, including maybe the Crawley one as well, the fans are going to be calling for him now, because for a while, people were on the edge, weren't they? Yeah. And the, the longer it goes on, because the thing is, once we start getting cut adrift, well, we are now. We are. We're yeah. five, point, we're five yeah. points out the, away from getting out of it now. So yeah. two wins, and still not guaranteed getting out of it. And and you look at it and think, well, you can't go on. Well, I mean, somebody's just said there on. Uh, I can't remember. I'll have, I'll have figured it out. But he's, he, he said that if you look at his record, he's won two games out of thirty. Yeah, it's not good enough. If you put it in in statistics, it's not good enough. To be no. honest, it's, it's in a good enough. I mean, I, like I said, I'd give him time, but I don't know now. I, I, I mean, that's a good point. I didn't realise till I read that. When you read it like that. It when you read it like that, it, it looks terrible. I mean, somebody wrote on um, on I think it was on Stokes' actual page um, saying, "If you made that many mistakes in any other business, you wouldn't carry on having the mistakes all the way through." 
Yeah, basically. You yeah. wouldn't. I know football's not exactly like a lot of other businesses, but I do sort of understand. That's that's like I don't know making making cups down down Wedgwood. Yeah. And you break at least five a day. <laughs> you just get rid of it. You make you make six. <laughs> like six a day, break five. Production yeah. and production. It doesn't make business yeah. sense. Though. No, in, in that if you if you break it down, it is that simple. Because I think a lot of people are sort of looking at it as if he turned up this summer. But the reality is, he's been at Stoke for a bit now. Yeah, he's been there since January, anti. Yeah. Like, I, to be fair, I couldn't understand why people want him going stuff like that. I can. I can understand, but I just want to give him that bit of time because I don't want us being, you know, literally, you know, literally swapping managers every five minutes. Because yeah, doesn't there's, there's no guarantee that the next one's going to be any better than what the last two we've had. Well, we don't know. I think James was always that manager where he looked at it. When he came in, I looked at it and thought, he's the next manager for the next five years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's young. He's hungry. He's had a good start to his career. He could stay a while because he's got a lot of proof. You bring in the Allardyces, the Moises, if they had a good start, if they went, got stoke up, say they come in for two years or something, say they sorted us out this season, and then the following season they won the championship. You know, for a fact, one of the other clubs are coming for them. They always do, because yeah. they're, they're old hands. They yeah. already know. It's like that manager merry-go-round, isn't it, that we saw for years. Yeah. Bardew, Allardyce, Moyes, they're all the same. Uh, then we're, getting, we're getting stuck into that now. It's, it's, like I say, I've said before, it's reminding me of the 90s. We've got a good question here from uh, Dave Butters- Butter- Butterworth. Butterscotch. Well, I mean, the <laughs> How did Joe Allen get a five five in the player 18s from Sentinel? He's on 12 minutes. He's on 12 minutes, got a red card. How has he got a five? Must have been amazing in that 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he must have done some time, I didn't yeah. see. And I got a 12 minutes to get a five when he was on the pitch 12 minutes. Oh, he'd put it like two, wouldn't he? It'd be one or a two, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah. He got sent off, cost him. <laughs> Oh, sometimes I don't. I don't get the ratings with the Sentinel. It's ridiculous. It's, they're always a lot five. I've seen them before. Uh, ratings four uh, didn't do much. When did he come on? Ninety second minutes. There's <laughs> only two minutes. Well, so I've seen Morrow who literally come on the pitch for twelve seconds and got a five. <laughs> yeah. So you can see it the other way around though, couldn't you? Come on for twelve seconds, score the winner. Nine had a great game. It's like all they did is score. And yeah, I mean, at the moment there's a couple of questions here. Uh, a poll was done by by us on here. Who, what, what do you think the score was going to be for the Brentford game? And it was actually quite close. Um, 54% for Brentford, 13% for the draw, and 33% for Stoke. So that I'd class that as a little bit positive, even though we, we predicted lose. Like, like, a, you like, know. like a mini cheer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's you know, better than 10% that everyone predicted for the last game, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, it, it, it's sometimes, I've said before, it's all to take when you lose a game like that because we didn't do bad at all. Um, like you say, the red card doesn't help, and when you're struggling, it, it it's, makes things worse. But overall, I don't think it was that bad a performance. I mean, like you said about Jones's interview after about moaning about the ref, what he should have done is come out and gone, that's the best performance we've had for a while. Do you know what I mean? He should have come out and praised the lads and said, listen, we're backs against the wall, we've, we're down to 10 men for most of the game, and yeah. the lads dug in, and yeah, granted we lost the game, but fatigue showed a little bit, and we were a little bit naive at the back, but at the end of the day, we were still get, getting men forward and getting chances. Yeah. 
And he should have praised him for that. Instead, he was like, well, the ref one are very good, was he? Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to stick to the point a little bit. We know the ref one are great, but at the end of the day, when you look back at the Joe Allen challenge, you can see why I went and all. Well, we've got some here from Penny Smith. He said he seriously stoked fans. Asking for Tony Peels to come back is beyond embarrassing. No club in the world obsesses over a manager like we do with Tony Pulis. He left six to seven years ago. He's not coming back. Deal with it. I don't think we're the only team that's been begging for a manager to come back. I think Man United fans have been wanting Alex Vegas for the last five years, haven't they? They'd still want him if he was in a box. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, Perry there, that's just, you know, ridiculous. Really. People, if, it's like anything, isn't it? It's, people are very... Um, it's like when people have to move forward with things. They like the way they know, don't they? They don't like change some people. It's like years ago, because it happened in the 90s when I was growing up, and Lou McCarty left, and the second time he left because of coach was selling his players and he couldn't build a team around them. Because it was happening to him all, all the time. It was Stoke. Every time he had a decent player, coach was selling him as soon as he got game in. And eventually, when Sheridan went, he said, I've had enough of this because I'm not going to get anywhere. And he left. Now, after when he left, it was the same as now. It was wrong decision, wrong manager, wrong manager, wrong manager, yeah. wrong, wrong manager, and we went down to League One. And it seems like now it's happening again, where we had Tony Pulis, wrong manager, wrong manager, wrong manager, and it looks like it's happening again. Yeah. Uh, will we get Pulis back? You don't know, do you? It's one of them where you, like I said last week, is it? You look at it as a sinking ship. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, a lot of people are pushing for Chris Hutton, and to be honest, that would be my choice. If he did go, if we couldn't get Pulis, Chris Hutton would be my number one pick. Because yeah. um, Lee Johnson isn't going to come stoke because he's at Bristol City, there's no chance of getting my favourite manager. Well, Chris Hutton looks to me the sort of would want full control. I think with him, you know, Ali, he doesn't, does he? Because, you know, Brighton were bringing in like Spanish players weren't they? Yeah they were his choice were they really? Yeah so I mean no, but I think that's the modern way now I think all managers in the modern systems now get the good players bought for them with director of football and scout networks that you know work to get good players I mean, it's, I mean sometimes a manager doesn't know a player he doesn't know what he needs some managers don't they, they work they work with with somebody who knows a good player and goes right yeah we need a right wing back I'll, I'll get you one and then brings one in for him and goes, yeah, I'll give him a go. But if you recruited somebody for me and he sent him me and he was absolutely gash, couldn't lay a brick, couldn't laughter, couldn't do anything. Yeah, but then it's a football job. But then someone should be getting their head rolling for that, shouldn't they? Mm, right. Someone's looked at him, Bueller, and gone, yeah, well, he's great. Well, he's we, we, we know what happened with Johnny and Bueller. It was a, it was a joke, joke of a thing. And anyway, a bit of a, bit of a laugh one, a bit of a light-hearted one. Viper. Viper I know him well, obviously from work, he's asked, what's your pair of sunglasses, Ray-Bans or Aviators? Then Ray-Bano's from Lanzarote. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's all about Ray-Bans. He is. That's a bit of an odd question. I know, I know, he's, he's, he brings them out, but to be fair, it's a bit light-hearted. To be fair though, when we mentioned the Duck magazine, we got a Duck magazine. Yeah, so we get some Ray-Bans. So we make a great Ray-Ban, you never know. I love Ray-Bans. Oh, we got great Ray-Bans, I tell you. Especially them yellow ones. I tell you, if you need glasses, get some Ray-Bans. Yeah. And I tell you what, I love plasma TVs and all. Anyone wants to give me one? 4K then. Put the 4K, I want to... No one won't watch you put it off for me. <laughs> yeah. I think all we'd probably get is an offer, a, a magazine with 50%. We'd probably get a one pound token. 
Yeah, so that's that's probably it for the questions. No one else has really asked anyone. We want a bit more. Oh, seen that? No, we did. I put a poll on. Put a poll on for man of the match. And I put Gregory and Dai and Lucas and James McLean in it. A bit embarrassing for McLean as he didn't get a single vote. I he was on the pitch. I thought he played well. I, I know play. you kept saying it's that because it's still there. Yeah. And Dai has absolutely. Romped him. He's absolutely romped him. He, he's absolutely destroyed it. Who was your man of the match? For me, my man of the match was uh, definitely um, James McLean. No, not James McLean. Sam Clucas for me. Yeah, I, um, I didn't. I was hoping he gave somebody else, but yeah, I, I thought Clucas was great. <laughs> and that is absolutely wrong, though, eighty-two percent. I can understand that. Exactly. Who did actually get man of the match from the Stoke sponsors? I'm not sure. Who it was. Normally, somebody. Well, I don't know. We've gone by half time. Yeah, yeah. we, we never, we never knew who that is. Um, but yeah, but it's normally someone you least expect, isn't it? Sam Clucas has got nine percent, and Dave McLean didn't get a single vote. So <laughs> yeah. Probably wrong about James McLean, we've had a terrible game. Well, he's not exactly uh, like that much, is he? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, I'll, be, I'll be brutally honest. Uh, yeah, so that's it for the questions. So, as, as is normal, well, we didn't do it last week, we'll move into our weekly feature of Name and Shame. Name and Shame? Yeah, say it all the time just to see if you're listening. No, I'm listening. Fame and Shame. Name and Shame. It's <laughs> like somebody down the pub, eh? Have you seen him? We haven't even had any watches this week, have you? Hey. Uh, Mark Lone Awards. Oh, we have. Yeah, Mark Lone Award has been given out. I've done it on Twitter today. Mark Lone Award goes to Joe Allen for diving in like an idiot yeah, and getting a red card. So, yeah. for me, easy pick, Mark Lone Award. And also, one goes to Gary Lineke for his terrible joke. As he said, what did he say? There was a, there this was is the Mark Lone Derby. <laughs> the Mark Lone Derby. Well, I'm sorry, yeah, that's not even funny. He, well, saying that, Ian like, right was. In stitches, but like no. I say, he'd laugh at his own chat, his own reflection in a glass window. Well, if you asked him about what what the chicken do when he crossed the room, he got It's good, that is. How did it go at Celtic? Yeah, so another Mark Lane Award to Gary Lineke. Should be ashamed of himself. Right, so we move into the weekly feature, uh, fame and shame. This week's fame is Andy Cook. Andy Cook. Remember him well in those horrible, horrendous days in the, in I think the old first division. He was, yeah. I was younger at school when he played. Um, I remember I remember at school. I, could, I put up on the page the other day actually about Andy Cooke, that, that absolute screaming um, against somebody. Absolute screaming? Absolute screamer of a goal. Beautiful You remember goal. it well? <laughs> I, I remember it, yeah, I remember it. I was sat in the, in the uh, key rail and I think it was at that point. It was a cracking goal. He, he turned, had no space, really, and he, he had to hit it first time. Cracking strike. Yeah, I'm getting old, I'm forgetting everything. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember Andy Cook, what a legend, what a ledge. Yeah, so we, yeah, we're going to Andy Cook. Yeah, I mean, he played 88 games for Stoke. He scored 21 goals. That's true, he did. He was alright. He was a good player for Stoke, Andy yeah. Cole. He was important. Andy Cole. Did Andy Cole play? Give me that Mark Lowen award. Get it out. He's got one. <laughs> Give me that Mark Lowen award. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, Andy Cook, he was a good player. From everything I remember, he he won a lethal. He won somebody, but he was he was good at the time. Somebody we needed. Oh, so for me, days we had the he, he time. Was, oh, it was horrendous them days. We, 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 I think it was. I swear it was a championship or the old first division. Well, he'd have been there when we got promoted against Brentford, wasn't he, Cook? No, 
2003? I think he replaced... Um, it, was there for, it was there for three years from 2000, he must have been. Got promoted in 2002. I can't remember him though. I can't mm. remember him in the, the second division. I can remember him in the first. Because mm. Pulis used him a lot. He went abroad, didn't he, after Stoke? He went to the Korean K League. That's where I was. I, I knew he went somewhere <laughs> strange after Stoke. Yeah. Because I know at the time we had Andy Cook and Vailard McPhee, didn't he? Yeah, but he went with him as well, Jamie Cuson. They both moved to the Busan Icons. Oh, one of fellow country Oh, Busan. I know he well. I know yeah. the place well. Yeah, um, Jamie Cuson must have played with him. Is he, is he, Oh, Jamie Curitan. Yeah. yeah, I remember he played. He played everywhere. He did, didn't he? Jamie yeah. Curitan. He had about nine spells at QPR. Yeah, I'd love to see his senior career. I've played here, here, here. Tax Played till was forty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, Kip's quite a local lad, really. He's from Market Drayton as well. Yeah, he was close. Yeah, yeah. Really. So yeah, on the up road. So where did he play? Did he, where, where did we get him from? Uh, Burnley. Burnley. Most of his appearances are from Burnley as well. What, um, what is it with us and Burnley? I've got but, some affiliation with them. I mean, we're buying all their, we buy, we buy their players, they buy our players. They must have a good golf club because they buy a lot of old players off us as well. I know, yeah, they love it, yeah. <laughs> have a great 18 year old. Yeah, well, I doubt it because there's nothing nice up there when I was fog. But I was horrible. It just looked like an absolute. Where's the road? <laughs> 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 Grim. That's all Let's put it this way: he didn't have a glittering career. No, he was like I say, he wasn't. He wasn't a brilliant player, but he, he did an important job for Stoke at the time. When Pulis came in first stint, and it looked like we were going back down to League One, he, he caught some very important goals that season and, and kept us up. And I'll always class him as a fan favourite for that. I mean, I mean, I understand why why they looked at him, and he scored over fifty goals for Burnley. Yeah, but how long was he there? Five years. Yeah. Was, mm. When you look at it like that. <laughs> where would Burnley then? Burnley were near us. We've always been near Burnley. I don't know what yeah. it is about us Stoke and Burnley. We're always sort of around the same place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They've sort of taken over from us in the Premier League and in about two, three years they'll be with us again in the yeah. championship. We just, you just don't, we always seem following each other. everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I remember they, because they had Wayne Ty eating for that. I hated Burnley when they had Wayne Thomas off us, because I, I loved Wayne Thomas, brilliant player. When he went Burnley, I was absolutely devastated. The thing is though, sometimes clubs get a good relationship going, don't they? And they, it seems stick for years, doesn't it? Yeah. Because we, we've had, like you say, it's gone back and forth, so... I sort of understand it when they get a good reputation together, but um, yeah, I mean, he, he went Bradford for a year as well after that. The trouble is, you can never pinpoint where Bradford were. Brad they were up, they were right back down. <laughs> well, Bradford had them two years in the Premier League, and the thing what happened with Bradford is they, they went up, stayed up, and then they spent millions on on players that were over the hill, like yeah. Dennis Hopkins and Petrescu and Stan Collins. go there for Dean years. Saunders yeah. there. You know, they bought loads of old men that were cheap and, yeah. and didn't, really didn't have it in them anymore. But anyway, it's not the Bradford podcast. It's the <laughs> so yeah, like I say to Andy Cole, God, I've done it again. Another Matt, one. <laughs> Michael, you have no space in that window. We have loads of Michael Owen awards in the window. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was a good player, Andy Cook was for Stoke. And the, uh, uh, like I say, he was never prolific, he was never a world class player, but he, he, he cost 300k. Yeah, well, I mean, he was like that in them days, wasn't it? Where yeah. money would just 
didn't put pass right. pass from Stoke's hands. <laughs> they wanted five, but <laughs> still knocked it down. <laughs> a bit of, they, they were shocked. They thought, oh god, we're fucking get rid of him for ten grand. <laughs> yeah, he wanted, like I say, he wanted a world class player, but he was. I think he was important to attack Stoke. Time. Yeah. Right. So we're going to Shane this week, and this this week Shane's going to be the one and only Michael Kitely. What a legend. Like I, I, I can remember when we signed him. I thought to myself, why have we had him? Do you know? Do you know when uh, we sort of get a little bit heated about like Danny Bat, and he's not good enough. Yeah. Well, the first time I saw Cartley play, I just shook my head. <laughs> I don't know why we bought. Him. I don't. I don't understand why we bought him though. Couldn't cross the ball. He's a winker who couldn't cross the ball <laughs> ever. He just wasn't good enough at the time. He couldn't get in the Wolves team. No. And we're going. Yeah, let's bring in Cartley. Why? Yeah, really? Why? <laughs> he's, he's never. I don't know. I just. He sort of. He look, He was a bit like how a lot of people see Jones. He talks a good game. He sort of had all the pace, didn't he? But then when he got near the box, it all just fell bits. <laughs> I didn't like him. I really didn't. He, he was average once. He was very average. He, he, I think he played when injuries happened and stuff. And he, I mean, he was brought in to be the right side. He play wanted, but he was, yeah. he was known for playing on the left. But we had Everton there, so. He was, he was another dodgy one. I mean, he had a decent... And again, in five years he made 109 appearances. In four Wolves. Wolves. Like I say, well, he wasn't first choice for Wolves when we had no, him. No, he couldn't have been. Not, not that many So, I mean, I don't, I don't, it's one of them where I think, why did we have him? It wasn't Scholes going, no, you've only got half a million this year. You know, it's... Oh, nine, though. The Wolves, back then, they'd been in the, cha- in the Championship. 46 games a season. Plus all your cup games, that's 60 games a season. Well, it depends on how well you do it. Yeah, of course, but he's still looking at minimum 50, aren't he? That's what I mean, is I don't know why we bought him. So in five years, he's only made 109. He ain't played every, every week. No idea why we bought him. Simple no. as that, so that's why he's a clear favourite to go in as a proper chain. Yeah. We had a few then, though, didn't we? Who were creeping through no, the door. No, I do. Yeah. Andy Fye. I say a lot Johnny. Jamie Ness. Yeah. Rem like he could have made a movie on Misfits who turned yeah. up at Oh my god, he'd be the biggest <laughs> he'd be the biggest movie of all time. I'll tell you what though, he'd be he'd be all the other way around. Successful signs at Stoke City. He is all eight. <laughs> In hundred years. <laughs> he is all eight. And that's what I mean about the difference between Andy Andy Cook and Michael Kitely. I mean Andy Cook came in and I don't think we really wanted him as a first choice, but he stepped up and proved himself. That I think he, he wasn't as fashionable, was he? He wasn't that fashionable. So well, I mean, he played alongside Chris Uluma as well, didn't he? He was quite prolific to an extent. And then we replaced him with Adiak and Bai. He was, He's got a fancy name. I'm telling you, that's how someone would look at it. Yeah, yeah, but look at his well, name. Well, I don't think Chris Uluma is not a fancy name. That's a fancy <laughs> name. <laughs> I'm cute. No, he's not fancy. <laughs> The thing is, there's always them un, unpopular players that are always decent. Well, what about now, Ryan Frazier? That's not that's not a popular name, is yeah, it? Yeah, but he's playing amazing for both. Exactly. <laughs> but if he was named Pedro Frazier, he's great. He's sounding he's sounding in the middle of the racist again. Ian. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I, I watched some of on um, on Sunday supplement before. Unfancied players. You have people who just they aren't the same. They just want that. I don't know that more continental sort of look. They do. We've always, look at look through our history since then. 
I can buy Kenwin Jones, Ricardo Fuller. Gifted no Williams. They're drawn in. Fans are more drawn into them. They are. They always are. Well, I mean, Gifted Look at every other one who had a more normal... Like, in the English players, Creswell, Kitson. No one's ever interested in them. The, the, what's it? The Continental players, people are more interested in. Oh, I don't know. It was interesting. Liam Lawrence, that was a bit of a normal name. He's not striking. Yeah, he's a winger, though. He, played, he scored a lot of goals. Yeah, but he had that <laughs> thing you didn't see off the pitch. He was always doing something daft. Yeah, the way they loved him. <laughs> yeah, why? Because he, well, <laughs> he was that good looking. <laughs> oh, it, it don't matter. Oh, he makes a mistake, but it's, it's Liam. Leave him alone. <laughs> There's yeah. plenty of unfancied footballers, but did a good job. Dennis well, Wise. There was one that flamboyant. You look at Chelsea back then. Was a good player, Dennis Wise right. was a great footballer. But he was surrounded by Viali, Rudolf, Zola. Yeah, they were all fucking... All fancy. Yeah, they were all retiring. Don't matter, though. <laughs> the fans are drawn into him. Well, they, they, yeah, because you, you get that anywhere. But yeah. when Chelsea were buying these foreign players, they were buying real names. Like, Viali was a proper legend. Oh, yeah. At Juventus, you had... Holy Two was a legend in European football, one of the best. And... Chris, I wouldn't put any I can buy in Chris <laughs> in that same category. But I, I mean, but I bet if you went through Stokes books, you saw more tops that I can buy on the back than they did Andy Cook. I don't think they would have done. Cause Andy, Andy Cook was a big favourite at the time. Mm, I still, I still think they would. I mean, you've got to remember that Chris Willow only had really two seasons where he was first choice. After that, Andy I can buy came in. But he didn't stay long. He moved on after a couple he of more years. Took more for Stoke on the radio. He <laughs> did on the pitch really. Uh, it was Luma, oh, still yeah. Well, he did until he. Well, I can remember when he played for Scotland and missed that absolute city, which cost him going into the World Cup. He never looked like a footballer. Did he, he didn't look Scottish until he heard him speak. See, that's more racist. He does it now and then. When you speak, it was like the most Glaswegian accent I think I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. He's about to be spit at you. Unbelievable. He's just missing a tenants in a short breath. Does he still do a bit for the Sentinel? I don't think he does now. I think he's moved up a bit now, aren't you, Willow, man? Because he was on... I remember last season he did a bit for Stoke because he was on the bench. But I'll be honest, we're going to have to go back to Michael Carter because we just spoke for six minutes there. Well, that that's how interesting Michael Carter was. <laughs> that just proves his point from the beginning. <laughs> well, that's for me. I was going to say that. It does prove how useless Michael Carter is that I can't remember anything of him. Well, he started his career at Tottenham as a schoolboy. They went South End, didn't he? Yeah, that's a big drop, that. Mm. Like, was then, they were near enough non-league, South End at the time. Yeah. Then he went to Wolves, did okay for Wolves to an extent, then came Stoke, where I really don't understand why we, we signed. I mean, how many times did he play for Stoke? Um, he played for Stoke for 22 games, scored three. I think one of them was in Wildy as well. I, I remember him scoring. He scored yeah, an absolute scream. I remember somewhere. him scoring a scream. Yeah, I think yeah. it was at Tottenham or yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it was about the best thing he ever did. Or was it Wolves? Was it against Wolves when Mick McCarthy was there? I wonder if it says anything about the goal. Um, he scored. Don't tell me one of them. One of them goals is of class as a pre-season goal. Yeah, in Germany, pre-season friendly. Oh God! One-one draw at Reading. Uh, second goal for Stoke. Oh, uh, he scored against United. 4-2 defeat. I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. He tapped it. He fell through. Didn't he? Yeah. Mistake. And he tapped. Didn't Cameron yeah. score as well that game? I'm not sure now. Yeah, I remember that game. It's when I had Letland. Not long after I had Letland. Mm. Um, fell out of favour with Tony Pulis because he was rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. 
Right, so that's been another real interesting show, Michael Cartley based. And three Michael Owen Awards. And three Michael Owen Awards, two for me. No, it was yeah. three, four given out. It was, it? Joe, Joe Allen. Oh, yeah. Joe Allen. Lenniker. Um, Lenniker and myself twice. So anyway, we hope you enjoy. Um, I hope you follow us and tell your friends about us. Been another, day, another disappointing week, but we hope things cheer up next week and we can finally go. We've won. Because we haven't done it yet. <laughs> we won't even have shown next week. Well, well, we still, to be fair, we've done how many episodes now? We still haven't seen Stoke win. Chammy. Yeah, but that was a pre season friendly. Yeah, that's the last time. So, anyway, we'll, we hope it's going to be more exciting next season. We'll have fame and fame. If we win this, we Yeah, we'll have fame and fame. It'll be one. It'll be the player that wins the match. So, yeah. uh, thanks for listening. Ta ra.